Welcome to the Alia Graphic Podcast, and uh, this is uh, the August Roundup episode. Now, first, as a national group based across Australia, we would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. I would specifically like to acknowledge the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation as the custodians of the land from where I'm speaking, and I pay respect to their elders past and present of all First Nations people across the land. Now, I'm Jurgi from Kingston Libraries in Victoria, and today I've got uh, someone here with me. Uh, I'm James. I'm from the Melbourne Athenaeum Library in uh, Melbourne, in Victoria. So we're both based in Melbourne today. Yes. Yes. Where home cooked uh, just happened, and unfortunately for different issues, both of us missed it. Yeah, so we both made it to the to the uh, festival in Perth. Missed the one that's on our doorstep. <laughs> Life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I was really sorry to miss it because uh, uh, um, you know I usually really look forward to this event, but yeah, today I couldn't make it. Um, but we did share some um, tweets about it, and I hope it was a great, great success. Yeah. Now, um, as you mentioned, actually, uh, earlier this month, uh, you and I were um, in Perth. We went to Perth for the um, Perth Comic Arts uh, Festival and the Comic Arts Awards of Australia. And would you like to talk about that? Yeah, so it was a so it was a great festival. There were um, really interesting um, sessions on um, a whole range of things from um, topics covered uh, Indigenous um, voice in comics, um, the body in comics, um, all sorts of things like that. Some sessions um, on. Uh, how the art is uh, how the art is created um, a lot of it so the festival is very much aimed at um at the uh comics industry so lots of creators some publishers um i think there were about four of us librarians there um all from all from alia graphic um but still very interesting even if some of it, some of it wasn't necessarily as directly relevant to libraries and some of the stuff that didn't seem to be as directly relevant to libraries was for example the i found quite interesting the um session on um the life drawing cosplay cosplay life drawing um yeah. which uh, i found really interesting in uh as much as running sessions and libraries, this, I thought it could have been a really interesting one for libraries to run. Um, it's the sort of thing that, um, yeah, I'll definitely have in mind for if we need to do something uh, or if we want to do something in, in a library, it um, seemed like a really good, uh, clever little way of, of setting it up, both in terms of getting the local cosplayers and involving yeah. them, getting the, uh, the, the artists to help with the thing and, right down to how it was run with the different drawing sessions and trying to get that happening yeah. um, the way that was done. Yeah, actually, uh, like, that, that that's a great point. There, there, there were some really interesting sessions that I thought yeah, uh, were quite relevant to, to libraries or even schools about, you know, uh, with comic book creators there just uh, taking us through the process of making a comic or of improvising a comic as well, you know, uh, uh, right there and um, 
cooperating with others on the table. And uh, I thought that that was uh, something that was really, really cool, uh, very interesting and um, something that you can definitely uh, do uh, in a library as a workshop with kids or also uh, in a school. So uh, that was really cool. One of my favorite sessions was, uh, was, apart from the first one, the first one was really great as well to open the festival with um, the Welcome to Country, but then also with the session talking about Indigenous comics. And uh, and uh, so, you know, uh, on Twitter, please check out Comics on Country. Um, really great initiative and uh, and the indigiverse so that they they're working on creating um a whole range of uh comics by indigenous creators and i think this is a really really exciting in- initiative and something that we'll definitely keep an eye out on and uh hopefully at the end of the year we'll we'll be talking to wolfgang who is uh one of the people involved uh in all this as well uh, but one of my favorite sessions was was also when they had um, four different artists uh, doing like a uh, you know uh, drawing battle or comics battle, and that was a really really fun thing. It's it's so good to see them ju- you know just chill out, relax, and in front of people just improvise you know some drawings, some cartoons, some comics, and just have a bit of fun. And uh, it was a great session. Um, I thought that Campbell was a bit of a soft uh, MC there, you know, and uh, I think he should have been a little bit harder and tried to get them a bit more competitive. But uh, but it was everyone had uh, fun. It sounds like, but was, it was fun. It, yeah. it was so much fun, and uh, and I think everyone there really really enjoyed the session. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was one of those things that it really. Um, I couldn't make it to all of them. I didn't make it to that one. Um, and yeah, it's just it was one of those things where uh, just so so frustrating that you that that it was difficult to make it to to everyone because they all sounded so so good. Yeah. Um. But there was but the other thing, of course, with with this uh, the market floor, which they absolutely filled the um the room had a particular name. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so the absolutely filled that with with people i think they said 80 tables or something which is pretty huge yeah um and was able to pick up some stuff for the library picked up some stuff from me for me um had to pay more coming back because i picked up too much stuff uh and my luggage was over the limit but um apart from that it was really good <laughs> and yeah um yeah it's always worth checking it out checking out what the telling is what's who to keep an eye on for if they do publish something in trade paperback even if you can't get anything from them now um for a library but um yeah uh always always great to to um wander the the tables of of creators at events like that and and see what's being made in australia yeah, it was uh, it, it was a great day. It, it was busy. It was busy, especially in the morning. Um, and uh, but but it, it was great. And uh, yeah, I I actually managed to get my luggage uh, within the weight limit, <laughs> only just, but I made it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, 
But uh, yeah, it was a really great event and, and so good that, uh, you know, they have these two days. So, you know, Saturday was more their panel talks and workshops. And I guess it was more directed towards publishers and uh, other creators and, you know, sharing and learning. And it was a really great day. And then uh, Sunday was the market day. Um, uh, and uh, obviously we can't announce anything. Uh, uh, but we know that they have plans uh, for next year, and some of those plans sh- sound really, really interesting and really exciting. Uh, and um, you know, we'll keep you posted, and uh, w- we hope that all their plans come uh, to be. You know, because yeah. uh, I think we want to be there next year. Yeah, I think we can. I, th- I think what we can say about that. Um... And cut this if we can't, Yogi. But I think what we can say is um, that one of the things that they that so many of the people organising it uh, were really enthusiastic about was engaging better with schools and libraries at the at the next one. Um, and that's something that is is really they're they're working to to ensure that they're they're working with um, with us as much as. Uh, us being um, schools and libraries generally, and education yeah. and and all of this, um, as well as they possibly can. Yeah. So, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, they have a vision to really engage more with libraries and schools, and I think that's really really exciting. And um, yeah, so w- w- we look forward to see um, what they do next year. And I yeah. think next year, instead of uh, just the weekend, I think I'll go there for a week. <laughs> yeah. So well done, Perth. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Perth. Well done, and well done to the committee and everyone who was there. Um, and particularly to, uh, if we're talking about well done to the committee, particularly well done to Bruce Mutard, who was not only on that committee, but is also the uh, convener of the Comic Arts Awards of Australia, which have their presentation at um, PCAF each year, um, and which this year. I was lucky enough to be one of the people presenting those awards. I um, had the honour of presenting the Bronze Awards um, because I was on the judging panel for it, which uh, just on a tangent, um, fantastic experience. If you ever, as a librarian, anyone listening, um, are given the opportunity to be on a judging panel for a literary competition or something like that, um, it's... uh, a really great experience. Um, I, I thoroughly recommend it, um, but you do need a lot of time. Uh, there were yeah. uh, over two hundred entries that we that the that every judge had to had to look over, and we had to get it down to. Um, well, we had uh, this year two golds, one silver, and three bronzes, um, yeah. and and then. Um, a few more that made a shortlist, um, but yeah. So, granted, they were very well deserved awards. Um, very difficult choice. There were so many um, absolutely great um, uh, titles and um, works um, submitted. Um, yeah. So it was very hard to get it down to that. But um, yeah, we've got. Uh, so you can check out who the winners are on the either on the Comic Arts Awards of Australia website or uh, the oh no just on the just on the Comic Arts at, the, at this point the two gold winners um, were 
um, Stone Fruit by Fantagraphics and um, Still Alive by 12 Panel Press. Um, I highly recommend uh, you uh, get these for your for your library. Um, they are fantastic. They are um, a great way to, and if you have them, um, use them to get people to engage with with the um, with the graphic novels. Um, especially seeing as still alive, it not only did it win the Comic Arts Awards of Australia, um, it also uh, won the uh, CBCA's Eve Pownell Award uh, for nonfiction. Um, so this is a um, the one of the awards that that the Children's Book Council of Australia uh, has, and yeah, it's great to see that this uh, that that they're acknowledging graphic works uh, are important and and separate to to picture books, which is something that they haven't necessarily um, historically made yeah. as much of a distinction as they could have. Um, yeah. So it's really great to see that changing, um, and of course, Lee Lies Stone Fruit was uh, short shortlisted or longlisted. I think it was shortlisted for the Stellar Prize yeah. um, this year. So yeah. we have lots of award recognition for these two titles, um, yeah. both within and outside the comics industry. And of course, Stellar Life is also um, about to be published uh, very soon by Fantagraphics in the in the US in and the for US, international yeah. markets. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's great to see all this recognition. And uh, I think all the winners, of course, congratulations and very well deserved, all of them. But I would also encourage people to to check the shortlisted titles because there there are shortlisted titles that um, that are you know really worth checking out and really worth having at the library as well. So have a look at that list uh, as well, and you know just um, find out more information about them. Now. Uh, I I actually continuing a little bit on this. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean th this uh, this is a great month for Australian comics actually because apart from everything that we've already discussed, um, uh, Neverlanders is uh, being published, and uh, basically as you're listening, is just being published, and uh, uh, Neverlanders is a reimagining of Peter Pan. Uh, but in more modern times, and it's written by Tom Taylor, uh, who is uh, you know well known, world famous. Uh, he writes for DC and Marvel, and he's written all sorts of stuff. And uh, he... and on their big projects too, like it's not like yeah. he gets he gets some some fairly big um, events and things like that to to write on. Absolutely, absolutely, and he he always nails them. In my opinion, as well. Uh, so, in fact, I'd say that uh, there's no one better um, working in superhero comics at the moment. But that's just me. Anyway, apart from Tom Taylor, uh, written by Tom, uh, the art is by John Somariva, uh, who is also a great uh, Australian artist. Uh, he's from Canberra. And uh, yeah, uh, really, really great artist who has also worked for a lot of people, uh, you know, including Marvel, DC, Disney, and all, all, um, all sorts of people. So uh, really great, talented team. And uh, they're, they're publishing a graphic novel, which is with Random House. 
it's officially for ages 12 up, but, uh, you know, really, we're talking of Netherlands, so, you know, for anyone. Uh, and, or anyone young at heart, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, great title, uh, and uh, pre-orders, uh, as I understand, the pre-orders were really, really doing really, really well. And I hope that, uh, you know, this title is a big success because... I had the, the absolute pleasure to talk to John Sumariba just recently. And uh, he said that this is not just one graphic novel. If it goes down well, they do have a deal actually for uh, two graphic novels with Random. And if it goes well, they hope that they can make even more done too so that chat that i had with john samariba uh it was just recently it hasn't come out yet but it's a great chat that i had with him and of course we talk neverlanders but we also talk about some of his other comics and how he got into comics and all that and yeah we'll watch this space because the 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 podcast uh of our conversation will be coming out soon in the next week or two and uh, there will also be a, a video recording of it on YouTube. So look out for that. Sounds intriguing. And I think the um, the style will be really interesting to, to see how they've, how they've um, portrayed it all. Um, but what you're saying about Tom Taylor being, um, being uh, uh, the best person in your opinion working in, in comic books for superheroes at the moment, um, superheroes are pretty much everywhere. And if you want to know more about the history and and the ascendancy of the superhero genre, um, there's been a really interesting article uh, published just recently um, on Popverse. The link for this is in our blog version of of our August um, roundup. Um, so that'll go in in there. You can um, get it from there. But it's the article is called How the Comics Code Authority Made the World Safe Again for Superheroes. Um, and it's talking about how um, the fear that came with the book The Seduction of the Innocent, which was talking about how comics were turning children into sex fiends and violent maniacs and all of this stuff um, that's long since debunked, but that because of this, the comics industry um, implemented the comics code authority, and they very strictly controlled what was what was being being published. And this really meant that um, it was it was ripe for for superhero comics to really do do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in the history of of this particular part of um, of the comics industry, um, this fairly fairly large part of the industry. Um, well worth a read, I think. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That, uh, and of course, as always, our uh, blog post, uh, the roundup in our blog um, has more news and more articles. We can't discuss everything. Yep. Uh, but, Lots of uh, links to more information about what we have yeah. discussed. So please look at the blog post as well for more, more info. Uh, now, moving on, I think we should talk about new releases, and um, maybe I'll get started. Yeah, and, well, you've already uh, talked about one. Yeah, uh, of course, <laughs> I'm going to talk about two, because we've got two uh, by Australian creators and uh, 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 this month, so I want to mention both of them. Uh, the first one, obviously, Neverlanders, uh, Tom Taylor, John Summer River, 
And uh, as we have already said, really excited by this title. Make sure you get it. Um, I'm sure you won't regret it. The other one is Surviving the Wild, book three, Sunny the Shark, which is a junior graphic novel for really early early readers uh, uh, by Remy Lai. And, you know, Remy Lai is just killing it. Um, Pocaso was excellent. Uh, really, really great graphic novel uh, that, you know, it's more than a year after publication and you can hardly ever find it on the shelf at the library. It's always going out as soon as it comes back. Uh, and uh, this year, Remy Lai has published uh, three of these books, uh, three of these comics uh, with different animals. And they're really, 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 really cute. And they've been really, really well received by kids. So um, I highly recommend them. And here in Australia, they're published by Alan and Anwin. And I think internationally by Escolastic, but don't quote me on that one. So, yeah, so the, the latest one is Surviving the Wild Book 3, which is Sunny the Shark. Correct. And I think the other two are... Rainbow the Koala and Star the Elephant. Is that right? That's right. That's absolutely right. Yep. So, yeah, so all three of those were worth, were worth picking up um, for your library. Absolutely. So I've yeah. covered Junior and YA. What do you have for us? James? Well, I'm one of the ones that I'm really excited about is another one from Nick Drunasso, which I probably haven't pronounced quite correctly. Um, it's spelt D-R-N-A-S-O. Um, so for my uh, monolingual tongue, though that many of those consonants um, all pushed up together, not not sure that I'm saying it right. So please forgive me if I if I haven't. I did try and look it up, but I couldn't uh, hear him say it or something like that. Um, but so he's got one out called Acting Class, which is really really interesting. The reason that this is one that um, I find a particular interest is uh, Nick Drenasso is the first um, person to have been long-listed for the Booker Prize, or as it was back then, the Man Booker Prize, for a graphic novel. And that was Sabrina was the title that he was he was nominated for that. And it's, that's a fantastic piece. Um, so is Beverly, the one that he did before this. Um, very minimalist drawings um, that really still managed to get so much of the character and emotion and all of that across um so very well worth the the nomination for um for the for the booker um and i am expecting this to be um just as high quality just as interesting um and just as powerful sabrina was just so unique you know in mm. style and everything so it will be really interesting to see um what this one's like definitely yeah. um so yeah I'm, I'm keen to read that one too yeah good choice and uh, i think i, I want to mention also um yeah uh robin and batman by jeff lemire and dustin noon uh, i've been reading a little bit of jeff lemire's work lately and i'm really enjoying it and uh you know it's uh it's interesting to see you know this Graphic novel uh, essentially uh, flips it around. It's not Batman and Robin. It's Robin and Batman, and it's the story of uh, Dick Grayson and uh, in his early days uh, when he starts his prime fighting career. 
Um, I'm really enjoying uh, Tom Taylor's Nightwing, uh, but I think this will be a little, uh, a really nice side adventure, uh, seeing um, what Jeff Lemire and Dustin do uh, with uh, Dick Grayson and, yeah. uh, you know, with Batman in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it'll be a, the first time in a while that it's been a Dick Grayson as Robin title too. He hasn't been... Um, that I can think of, he really hasn't, apart from special events and stuff, he really hasn't been Robin for a very long time. He's been Nightwing, yeah. and we've had that rotating cast of, of Robins um, since. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, really looking forward to that. But, uh, look, those are our main picks from this month. But uh, the, there are uh, a lot more titles this month and really exciting titles. Uh, there are so many that look really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know if your collections person is going to love you, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> there are definitely a lot of titles to to go through and yep. And, again, uh, and the buy. For that will be on the um, blog roundup, the, the on there so yeah yeah definitely check the blog post uh where uh we list all the titles yeah so um yeah great month and great month for uh for australian comics as well so i'm yeah. i'm really excited about mm. uh, how the year is progressing and i think we're gonna really struggle uh this year to put our list of notables i think so yeah it's yeah. gonna be a challenge um yeah. Now, usually for our podcast, that would be where we finished up. But last month we started something and we thought it was kind of fun. I think it was last month we started. Yeah. Um, and so we thought we'd do it again. And that is started talking about what we've been reading recently. Um, so um, one of the ones that I really liked recently is, is M is for Monster, which is by Talia Dutton. Um, and it's... Uh, Published by Abram, the particular imprint within that is Shirley, and the story—it's a—it's re a retelling of Frankenstein, um, in some ways, um, but in this case, it's a scientist who um, has lost her sister, and she her aim is to bring her sister back. Um, so the monster um, is is the um re, re um reanimated corpse um but it's not her sister it is someone new um and i really found it so powerful the the using this story um of of that creation of of that um, what always was that story of identity um, and really putting this new one on for the scientist who's reanimated her sister and misses her sister so much desperately yeah. wants this new person who is in her sister's skin and all of this to be um, to be her sister. Um, and it's not, it's someone new and the new person feels they want to do what the, their creator um needs from them all of this sort of stuff so um it's very very powerful um and there's 
Certainly, um, the the sort of identity about um, someone you inhabiting a, a different body. Um, there's a lot that that um, has has parallels with um, with what um, the queer community um, yeah. and and particularly um, trans people and stuff like that. Uh, they can what they. Um, really have to go through and I think it's very very well handled and I don't think it's it's not heavy on that um but there are definite parallels that that um can be drawn and it's a it's powerful for that too that sounds really really interesting mm. yeah. so it's a re and it's a recent one I think it was only published this year as well so and out of cool. Canada I'll have to check it out definitely mm. so well uh with um for me personally I um I've read a few things, but I, I want to talk about Sweet Tooth Book Two, and the edition that I'm reading is actually uh, one that collects more than one trade paperback um, together. So, uh, in my edition, Book Two collects issues uh, fourteen to twenty-seven, and this is of the original run of Sweet Tooth. Now, I started reading these. Uh, I think it was a, a couple of months ago or so uh, when we read uh, the first volume of it for uh, book club, and uh, and I really enjoyed it, so I kept going, and uh, and uh, in this volume uh, the story really picks up. I feel like the, the you know issues one to thirteen were really setting up a lot of things and setting up their relationship and their dilemmas. Um, and in this volume, just things really picked up and, uh, it, it was, uh, really crazy. Um, great story, really, really great story. Great, um, Odyssey, I guess, you know, uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to, uh, borrowing the next one, um. Uh, which is book three, and which I believe that in this edition, book three, uh, we'll see the end of the original run um, of the story. So I'm really looking forward to see the conclusion of it. Um, but uh, yeah, really, really cool. Uh, really, really cool. Um, so, And it's great to see Jeff uh, doing the art as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really interesting, um, uh, a really interesting passion piece for for him. Um, well worth well worth looking at. Yeah, and of course he was adapted into a TV series and all that. So mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's well known for all that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, really great series. And so thank you, James, and uh, whoever suggested it uh, for the graphic novel club. Um, for introducing me to this series, um, yeah, because I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, I can't and... remember who suggested it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it did come from a member. Uh, one of the book club members was like, "This is one I'd like to talk about." Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so of course, uh, you know, uh, our book club uh, series co continues, and the next one it's going to be on banned or challenged books. And uh, or 
do you remember the three titles? Yeah. Or am so, I putting you on the spot? Uh, no, you're not putting me on the spot. Uh, it's so yeah, because it's um, Band Book Week falls in September, um, and it's so and in fact goes till September 24, and our meeting is on September 25. So we thought. Um, censored it's kind of hot topic at the moment and all of that so the first book we're talking about is called banned book clubs um and it's by kim hyun suk uh and ko hyung ju um and it was translated by ryan estrada um and the english edition is through iron circus comics um and that one is about um a it's uh about censorship book censorship more generally in korea and and it's a comic about about um the ways that that were some of the ways that was fought um from a it's a um, memoir a very personal story about that um and the other two are gender queer by maya kababe and mouse by art spiegelman um gender queer is through Oni press and mouse is pantheon books um and these are both books that have faced challenges quite well publicized challenges um in america this year um for uh various uh reasons and um uh true that um libraries have been quite quite visible and vocal in um uh in fighting the challenges for um so yeah we're talking about those ones it should be really interesting um there's also we this time we don't usually send to more additional resources, but this time thought it was worthwhile. Um, so bandbookweek.bandbooksweek.org. So that's with an S in books, which is at the site that um, for the people who organise Band Book Weeks, Band Books Week every year. Um, and there's also information available at cbldf.org, which is a comic book legal defence fund. Um, and both of those sites have information about banned books, how they be, how that's being um, challenged, how they, well, why challenges and bannings happen, and how they're being fought against. Um, so yeah, really interesting stuff, and um, should be good. Uh, yeah, it should be a really interesting conversation there, and uh, all three of them are really great titles. So I encourage yeah. everyone to go and read them and join us for the conversation. Thank you for joining me, James. Thank you. Um, it's been been wonderful chat. Yeah. And, uh, of course, everyone, you know, subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube and all that. And uh, give us glowing reviews yep. and all those things. Yep. Every little bit helps. Thanks for listening to Alia Graphic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Alia Graphic, email us at aliagraphicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, aliagraphic.blogspot.com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.